You, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. <laughs> Welcome to the Salt Lake Dirt Podcast. I'm your host, Kyler Bingham. Today on the show, I am absolutely thrilled because we've got one of my favorite writers of all time on the show. Jerry Stahl is here to talk with us about his new book. Uh, the title is, it's a German title, and it is called 999. Uh, one Man's Tale of Depression, Psychic Torment, and a Bus Tour of the Holocaust. Um, I'm sold. Uh, amazing book. Uh, it comes out July 5th on Akashic Books. Um, as soon as I was able to get a copy of this, I, I read it immediately because I am, um, like I said, a huge fan of Jerry's and it did not disappoint. Um, I haven't seen a book from him in a few years, so this was uh, very much welcome. I love it. It's incredible. Um, and we're, we'll talk more about the details of it, but I think just one thing that impresses me so much about his, his writing is that he's able to tackle very uh, heavy, deep, tragic events, showing respect, but also having this incredible sense of humor. I don't know how he does it, but um, he's one of the few writers that, that, that I am aware of that can pull this off and do it well. Okay, so pick it up comes out July 5th. Uh, one reason I'm putting this out a few weeks early is because I want to make sure everyone is aware of the event that he's doing with Ben Stiller. Um, this is going to be in New York City, but you can purchase tickets for um, an, an online uh, screening as well. This will be Sunday, June 12th at 7.30 p.m. It's in New York City. It's at the 92nd Street Y. Um, and they'll be streaming it. Like I said, tickets are 20 bucks, I believe. Um, so definitely, definitely something you, you want to check out. He also has, when the book is released, um, I'll put links to all this, but, um, he's doing, uh, I think on July 5th, an event with Jonathan Ames, another one of my favorite writers. So that, that is definitely, if you're in Los Angeles, that is one event not to be missed. So I'll put links into that. Um, but yeah, I was so excited to talk to Jerry. He, he was such a um, kind, funny man. It was um, so exciting. I was so excited I forgot to hit record, which uh, I haven't done that one in a while. But I was so excited. And he, he was just so welcoming immediately that we got into a conversation. I didn't hit record, so I missed a couple of the first minutes. But um, we're just, as we jump into it, we're talking about, um, kind of the genesis of the book. So, um, yeah, here we go. Jerry Stahl talking about his new book, 999 on the Salt Lake Dirt podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I don't know if it's ever happened to you. You seem like a pretty happy cat, but, uh, you know, I was just super fucking, you know, you just reach a point in life where you've just had it, you know, and uh, I was feeling depressed and down and, you know, the usual shit that old weirdos feel periodically, <laughs> even when they're not old, we're not particularly weird. And uh, I, 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 it occurred to me, you know, I'm, I'm so fucking sad, depressed, and I, I wanted to go somewhere where that kind of despair was completely appropriate. So uh, why not go to the Holocaust? So, uh, I, uh, I persuaded the good people at Vice to uh, send me to do a six-part series on uh, a bus tour 
of the Holocaust, basically bus tour of concentration camps, uh, as one does. And uh, I ended up on a bus with like 19 people I never met and will probably never see again and, until they sue me. And uh, some of whom had never seen a Jew. So there, there was that going on. Some of whom uh, may have wanted to exterminate the Jews. I'm, I'm still not sure. <laughs> and uh, we lived together and went to hotels together and uh, basically rode a bus, uh, which to me was much more terrifying than the prospect of actually going to a concentration camp was being on a bus with a bunch of total strangers. I don't even like people looking at the back of my fucking head, you know? <laughs> I was traumatized in high school and in grade school riding buses. So uh, I, I just, you know, the kind of, it's a long-winded answer, but you asked. The, the kind of journalism I've always done is that kind of, I used to call it gonzo journalism, where you put yourself and these just heinously grotesque situations. Like uh, once I went, I went to a nude singles retreat at uh, Elysium in, uh, in outside Los Angeles and uh, found myself having like a, a nude buffet where everybody's genitalia <laughs> was like basically within inches of potato salad range. And then uh, another time I got rebirthed, also nude, seems to be a thing where I was passed from like person to person. So I was like suckled by a hairy old guy named Irv and then just some, you wow. know, some new age lady. And I think her name was like uh, Starfin, if I recall. And uh, <laughs> funeral directors conventions, just, just weird shit. And then you get there and you're like, oh God, I can't believe I've done this. And then you write about what it was like. And you know, if you come out the other end in one piece, you have, you've generally got something to write about. So at one time I'm writing about the camps and the legacy of the Nazis and the weirdness of being over there where if, if you see a 90 year old man, you don't know if like when he was 20, he was bayoneting babies for fun, you know? And on the other hand, I'm with a bunch of strangers, some of whom I do the love. So that, uh, I hope that gives us some of the uh, highly commercial fun fest that is that book. <laughs> Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, when I like, like I said, I'm a I'm a huge fan, so I've read all your stuff. And when I how did I, you even hear about this book? I mean, there's not a lot of PR. You must be um, just I'm on the mailing list list for oh, Akashic. Good. So okay, I right. saw that, and um, you're one of the writers. Like I was talking to uh, Bruce Wagner a couple months ago. Oh my man, that that guy's my hero. I he's, love Bruce. Yeah, he's one he of my favorites as well. Incredible stuff. So we were talking about. Um, you know, the last book that he put, he put out, uh, uh, the Marvel universe. And then, um, somehow I think I was reading one of your, the, the, is it bad sex? Um, bad sex on speed. Yeah. So I was rereading that when I was talking to him. So he asked me what His I was. Book. Yeah, I was yeah. <laughs> I was exactly. I was, he asked me what I was reading. So I told him that, and then he's like, oh yeah, I love Jerry. And, and then I was said, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's put anything out in a while. So um after i talked to him i just kept i kept checking um i was just googling you and then and then it um it popped up and then sure enough on the the email list so i got you know i got a copy as soon as i was able to to get it but um yeah i, I devoured the thing i like i just blazed right through it and um i and it sounds like you said the bus the bus tour aspect is horrific so um i'm a high school teacher and i've done a few uh bus tours with 
other with high school really? teachers from, from oh, around right. the country. And so, um, that's, that's why you have that semi-traumatized look in your eyes. I, I, yeah. And what, then you're, what do you teach, man? What grade? I teach U.S. history, 11th grade, mostly. Public uh, school, private school? Public school. Yeah. All the way. God damn, <laughs> doing God's work. Thanks. Without mentioning God, I hope. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been... Um, yeah, that's fantastic, man. All kidding aside, man, respect. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, it's been a crazy... It's a crazy career to begin with, but the last couple of years have been um, bonkers. But I think... Um, Is that because of the Trumpy fallout of it all, or, or the, what? I mean, that, and then just like... It's, it's tough, especially teaching U.S. history, because, you know, it's... Um, you know, thankfully, I... I teach in an area where it's like, um, this sounds horrible, but like the, the parents aren't super involved with the kids' yeah. lives. So, um, Which is and a I, good thing. It is a, it is a good thing. Yeah. I prefer like working with, um, with those kinds of kids. So I think there's like um, not the hot button issues of like, like if I say something just wrong or say a word wrong, I'm not going to like lose my livelihood. You're allowed to mention slavery without being attacked and shunned. And yeah, so far. Well, I mean, we'll yeah. see. So far, so good. Good with luck. That. Man. I taught uh, juvenile offenders. I mean, oh, you wow. know, violent yeah. offenders in juvenile hall. You know, I've done that. The volunteer. I mean, not, not as a gig. Right. And I taught at San Quentin briefly. Uh, so uh, I, I, I admire what you're doing, man. Well, thank Yeah, thank you. It's been like a, like I said, it's been I mean, I've enjoyed the year. I think the, the main thing I've taken away from it, I've just, I've never been this physically tired in, in all of my career this past if year. If you want to lie down while we're talking. <laughs> I, I, I may take you up on that. He is actually lying on a bed of pillows right now <laughs> with his feet up, which I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, maybe I should start teaching <laughs> that way. But no, it's been like, you know, I, a lot of people complain about the profession and I think, um, and there are definitely complaints to be, to be made. And it is sad. I see a lot of new teachers, you know, leaving the field. I completely understand. Um, like within that first five years, it's a very delicate. Um, really? Is it like a baptism of fire? Oh, totally. Cause you get the toughest classes when you start out. Um, oh, really? So it it's is, like, yeah, fuck you, new guy. And then it, they just give you. It is pretty. Yeah, it's not it's not fair. I mean, I think there needs to be more balance in it. Um, oh, man. How did you stick it out? Um, I think, you know what it is? I started I started teaching special ed initially at a high school level. And I think the, the first year I had a student throw a desk at me un, kind of unprovoked. That's or a I, big kid. That is a he, big kid. He was a big kid. Um, and luckily, I, I, I just I dodged it. So it didn't get me. Um, yeah. So it kind of came out of, you know, it was a. Can a I just of, ask where he is now, or she? I don't, I don't know where he's at. I mean, he we, oh. we we ended up developing a pretty good rapport. He was in tenth grade at the time, so I saw him through graduation. We yeah. were, you know, we were great. Amazing. But, yeah. But um, I think I dealt with a lot of like really tough uh, situations with um, behavioral, you know, issues. Kid, kids. Sure. And, so by the time you get to regular high school, you're like. Nothing. It's like taking the ankle weights off, right? Ex you're like, exactly. Yeah. That's a yeah. per, that's a beautiful way to describe it. I think um, the biggest challenge is this, just here, here in Utah, the class sizes are, are just out of hand. I have like 40 wow. kids, 40 kids in a class. 40. So, yeah, my daughter had that at public high school in uh, L.A. And it, it was oh, wow. And in grade school, too. I mean, you know. So it's nationwide. Yeah, it's nationwide, I guess. You know, it's like it's, it's not. Well, except for the kids who go to like, you know, the children of government uh elected <laughs> officials none of whom were in public school you know the deal right so exactly so yeah um 
But I, I think like a, uh, one thing I talking to a lot of writers, I see um, it is nice because they, you know, it boosts my ego and makes me feel good <laughs> about what I'm doing. But there's always some kind of connection, I think, especially with writers, too. Um, they end up teaching it at, in sure. some capacity yeah. at some point. They kind of have to. And I, I, I've always tried. They would never hire me. I, I don't know why. But, uh, <laughs> I could never fill out a CV properly. You know? so. <laughs> well, I think like, um, well, I don't know. I would love to have you as a teacher. <laughs> that, would, that would be a great. Yeah, man. I'll do remedial. <laughs> that's that. Yeah, that's that's right up my um, alley. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to the bus tour, I think like just the the, the pain of being um, I'm a very like I, I, I like to be, you know, I'm a, I consider myself a writer. I, I like to be alone. You're you know, an artist, man. What, yeah, know, when, people... I, when, I, when I'm not working like, you know, I, I, I love to be alone. That's what you know, I think that's pretty common. Well, uh, I, are you in a, is this an optical illusion or are you in a holy black room with a white bookshelf? <laughs> that's that's no, it's a painted black. Yeah, painted black. Wow. And there's my, there's my, this is my writing room. So I do my podcast. Do you own your home? I do. Yeah. Well, you better because, yeah. you know, when they see that, man, <laughs> the authorities may be contacted. This that's is the one really fucking, that's one of the coolest rooms I've ever seen. Well, man. thanks, man. Yeah. No, this is the one room that my wife is like, I don't care what you do. You like, <laughs> just, this is, you can just paint don't it. tell me. Cause I yeah. said, I'm going to paint it black. And she's like, I don't care. Whatever. Just of course you are. I'm not yeah. going in there. Yeah. But I love it. You know, this is my space. So and my dogs hang out here with me and it's, what, you know, it's got? what do you put dogs? You got? I got a, oh, you walked away. So I have, I have to send you pictures. They have three dogs, right. cool. um, two half chihuahuas. Oh, and, nice. then, and then another one who's um, he's a Maltese mixed with some herding dogs. So are they rescues or yeah, they're all rescues. Yeah. I got, I got some of them. Good. That's good, man. Yeah. What kind of dogs do you have? Right now, I'm down to one shepherd, you know, one Beautiful. weird rescue shepherd who is scared of men. So yeah. every time she sees me, she runs away, which is so much fun <laughs> as a dog. Owner. But, I you know, to... what the hell? We all have checkered pets. Sure. Yeah, I mean, a couple of my dogs are really scared of men, too. And yeah, um, it's weird. How I, do they like you now or do they still run away? They like me. They've been they're good with me. But like, yeah, that's good. Other men. So I don't know what that says about me. I don't know uh that's a good with dogs that's what it says about you. i guess so um but yeah so where was i i don't know i'm, I'm, I'm sorry I'm, I'm no i'm, enjoy I'm enjoying this i'm enjoying this about uh the hellishness as you as a teacher hosting children on a bus <laughs> on a bus so i think just the, the thing that freaks me out about being um especially like you know you this the tour you went on was a, about two weeks and you are um you're you're with those people you're stuck with those yeah. people unless you try unless three you decide, square like, meals man three meals yeah. a day you're there and like um your schedule is like you know meticulously laid out um and, and i it, might add my normal my life such as it was was kind of falling apart part of the book is i was hired to write this fun thing on abc based on a book i did called og dad about being an older father mm -hmm. Um, about, oh, you know, the wackiness of like, you know, being a dad and having a kid, you know, with a much younger woman, which is great, uh, except for the fact that the marriage had fallen apart, the, the, the child lived in Austin, you know, it was just a fucking mess. And uh, so I'm, I'm writing a thing about the happy, wacky thing, wow, that's fallen apart, and I'm in Auschwitz, and I've sold it to ABC, which is a huge mistake. So I'm like, walking out of the ovens getting calls like uh 
yeah, could you could you make Jerry less creepy? You know, so, <laughs> it was just a combo platter, man. So that's that's what the book is about. Kind of a shame fest, which is, uh, you know, what I do. <laughs> well, it's like, yeah, like I said, I, is this your your third memoir, right? I, I guess it's yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess this is a memoir. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's nonfiction. Uh, so, it's, yeah, it's a memoir. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's wonderful. And I mean, I think like, you're, you're like one of the best writers as far as like, you can, you can take something so horrific and so dark and show it the utmost respect, but still be hilarious. And I don't like, that's. Well, that's a very kind thing, man. Because don't think I wasn't worried, you know, about, uh, you know, the laugh riot that is a trip, <laughs> you know, so I don't want that, you know, sure. so I. I wanted to show respect that you're walking a line. You know? Yeah. So, well, no, you you pulled it off, and I felt like I was along on that bus tour. Man, that means um, so much. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful book, and you know, I um, those those people you were like, I mean, okay, so maybe I should ask you this: the book hasn't come out yet, um, and, and the folks that you're kind of paired with on the bus, you don't know them; they they've just signed up for it as well, uh, the tour itself. So, does to your knowledge, does anyone know? this is coming out have they have you kept in touch with any of the, uh, these individuals have you been hired in a legal capacity no i swear <laughs> we can drop it i can we can cut this no in. i'm kidding no 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 i mean why do you ask do you do you feel i have slandered anybody absolutely or? not no i just think like i would be thrilled you said with no nervousness whatsoever <laughs> i think um i would be thrilled to be like in a, in a writer's book because it sounds like um, they all came from very different walks of life. Sure, they sure and, did. Which yeah. was such a, like a, you know, as frustrating as it can be to be stuck with people, that's a pretty cool um, experience. Well, you know, I, I love writing about, um, how can I say, like, uh, you know, different worlds. You know, you, you just, you know, whatever it is, you know, mm -hmm. to enter a world, and there is a world, it's kind of like a working class, middle class vacation. You know what I mean? These are these are people who like, you know, they worked a lot of them all their lives and the power retired and they just go from bus tour to fucking bus tour. And they compare <laughs> like, you know, this with this tour, you know, this guy is no good, you know, and they, you know, they bitch and they compare. And it's just like, wow, this is under our very noses. Here's a whole subculture, which I love that I'd never heard of, you know, and that, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I hadn't either. So like you had that like that one couple, they if I'm remembering right, they had just come from a bus tour they were sure. on this one and then they were going absolutely that. man they're on like, the road they're like the fucking stones <laughs> <laughs> they, they never stop touring you know into yeah. their 80s but i i i <laughs> that's beautiful i do think like no like in all seriousness like the the way um i mean it's got to be tough when you when you portray real people um that are that are living and it, you know you they may get back to them um there is that especially when you have no functioning memory and you've lost <laughs> so you know throw that in the mix yeah well, well i there's that reminds but me you know oliver Sacks said memory is a story we tell ourselves about the past so that's that's my defense when i get hauled into court you know? isn't that true no it's like i think you like i like i, I like to think i capture the emotional honesty I, I don't know if i've got a word for word but you know by the end i kind of fell in love with them you yeah. know what I mean? Well, no, that, I was, that comes course, through. I was, of course, the, uh, the you know, the, 
weirdo in the, you know, they wouldn't let me sit in the back of the bus, which is where I would sit, like all good fucked up high school kids. So, uh, you know, that's how it shook down. No, you didn't like, um, those people were likable to me, you know, in the end there, it was, it, it was funny situations, but like, you know, you, you had some pretty interesting, um, you know, conversations and you just get thrown into the mix of it. And, you know, they were lovely. Yeah. They, yeah, they sounded like great people. So I think like, kind of, yeah, all joking aside about like the, the misery of being stuck on a bus. I mean, it sounded like a pretty, um, kind of a cool situation on I think the other hand you have Janet Malcolm the great New Yorker writer who said you know essentially all journalists and all, all writers are assassins you know they take innocent people <laughs> they get them to trust you and then you fucking betray them in print you know so I, I I think somewhere in between those two things lies what I hope is a, is a some decency highway that I managed to stagger down you know no, I think the people like if they do, if you ever do hear from any of those um, people, I think they, I, yeah. I, think, I think they'll love it. I think they'll be. Oh, like, hopefully it won't be in the capacity of somebody saying you're sir. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think, yeah, I think you're safe. Um, but it, didn't you mention in the book how you had uh, like a lot of notes for this and then they got, I did. they got tossed. I did, indeed. I did. And uh, I got back to my house and I put them all down. I'm not a guy who hires maids. You know, I'm not that guy. But a friend of mine's grandmother like needed to make some dumb the place was a fucking mess and i i don't know how you are as a writer but i i'm like a back of the napkin guy the back of wrappers yes. menus you know scribbled no so i had a big pile how do you is it detritus or detritus you're the teacher oh my god I, i'm not i'm a history teacher not an english okay teacher. well some words <laughs> i don't know about you i never pronounce i only write anyway there's a bunch of garbage scribbled <laughs> on garbage and you know you know where this is going i i come back and uh it's all gone. <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> so it took me a couple years to go through a lot of shit went down. And, uh, you know, I didn't, I, I had to work from memory. Um, no, I think it, I think that's cool. I was talking to, um, Jonathan Ames about like, right. Oh, I love John. He's interviewing me. For, that's uh, what I, I was going to mention that. Yeah. I want to talk about that. Um, what a what a what a great man oh he's he's the, the sweetest man and just so generous and um and a hollywood titan i and he yeah you would never um he's so oh, of course you would yeah, yeah he's <laughs> brilliant man well no when he he talks so um you know he does not brag at all he's like you know he is a titan and he like he would never oh um, he's not a braggart and he and he's a sweetheart and we both started doing the same way writing about you know his his legendary one of my favorite pieces like shit my pants in the south of france <laughs> yep, yep. oh yeah <laughs> i mean come on it doesn't, yeah. you know, it doesn't get any better so. no he, he he's the best but he um i don't know who this writer was but he told me about someone a friend of his that would um when they were working on a novel they'd write a, a complete first draft like throw it throw it out delete it it was gone and then they started like again oh um so tried you know no notes no nothing um That's, wow i wonder who that is yeah i know i shall no, i wonder we'll, if they're still alive we'll have to ask them yeah um yeah well but yeah like hubert hubert selby i don't know if you ever you know the last exit to brooklyn yeah 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 okay uh requiem for a dream he was right. like a mentor of mine basically reason okay. i'm still alive he always said the first draft is the party second draft you clean up <laughs> i love it i love so, it so there it is 
no um but it, it is always interesting because like yeah what you were saying about memory and how you know i think you, you can capture the tone but so much like stuff can you know be jostled loose and you remember it differently and you everybody's know. got their own method you know and maybe, even if you take notes i, I don't good. write the way i write is i wait till not writing is so fucking painful but the only thing worse than writing is not writing and that'll get me to write you know it's it's a lifestyle choice really you know that i i teach all my kids <laughs> torture right sure uh, so i i did want to ask you um because you know you, you you've written several novels and you know i i would say i fatty is one of my favorite novels of all time yeah we're, try we're trying to get that into a movie now but the timing's a little rough it's yeah um with a <laughs> mr Dev, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um but it would make a yeah a wonderful movie but thank um, you man Appreciate yeah that. but i you know i think you you mentioned in the in the new book how there there was a novel um that was uh you know between the i'm sorry i keep messing up the title the bad uh bad sex on speed you have um, issues i respect that <laughs> my memory's up Hard for you to say it. I get it, man. We all have. I don't trust anybody who hasn't been to hell, so it's fine. You're, so, you're, you're in a safe place. <laughs> Thank you. I <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so you that's a that's a relatively small book, but you mentioned that there was a a larger novel that um, or is my memory all messed up here? I I thought you said something about um. A completed novel that you had with a bigger publisher and then it kind of fell through because you uh had published this other book on a small press um and it was too close in, in timing yeah, yeah i did uh happy mutant baby pills okay. I, I, I had essentially blown a very big hollywood gig and i was so scared of it that i couldn't write again <laughs> that i banged out yes thank you two books at once uh being being made as a movie in france weirdly uh there. really oh wow happy um anyway yeah not to brag <laughs> um that and a euro uh yeah man and uh, so it, it came out before the other ones so i did all the press okay and they were furious at harper collins and uh like most of my novels you know they're waved over at barnes and noble and then tossed in the remainder bin. so uh but huge in france so i can't complain i know i i like i said i mean i keep saying how much i love your books, but this is definitely um, I'm, I'm I've read it a couple times and I'm listening to the audio book right now. And the guy oh, really? How is it? Every time I turn it on, I, I get the heebie-jeebies. The guy, the, um, I personally love the narrator. I think it's um, cool. I, I've heard I think that. he I've I think he does a great job, um, and it's just I don't know. He just has a wonderful voice, and it, to me, it seems like it's a perfect voice for for this book. It just is, it just fits so well nice. um, from a fan's perspective. I, I love it, you know. Um, well, that's that's incredible. OK, so, yeah, I just want I guess that was my question. I was just curious if it was a, a novel that we didn't know of or if it was one. Um, oh, there's lots of novel, you know, it's just, man, <laughs> you know, I don't need abortion because I miscarry. You know what I mean? In terms of, in terms of my written work, you know, some of it Man, I, I yeah, there's just a lot of books that just don't get out of the shoot. Is it is it more like um it all gets you it's all cannibalized somehow. You know what I mean? Nothing goes sure, to waste. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. What about, you, do you have books out? Tell me what tell me. No, I'm so I've been I'm working on my my first novel right now. So I'm I'm a you know You got a title? I do have a title. Do you want me to uh, you, know? you tell me if you want to put it in the universe, fine. If it's I yeah, watch, so that's fine. 
I don't think I've told anyone this. So this is the title is the Carmine Garter. Um, that, Spell that last word. So like G A R T E R Garter, like on a on a woman's leg. The well, that's a G G Garter. Right, Garter. Right. What? That's what I said, right? You said C, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I said. But, anyway, so but I can't hear. So oh, no, no. yeah. So, so what a great the Carmine Garter. I'm well, so in, man. That's oh, cool. Great already. Well, thank you. No, I mean, I, I, I blurb it. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be incredible. So I think. What's well, give me? You know, what do you think? Well, okay. So I've been. You know, I've never published a novel before, so this would be the first one. So I've like. The characters have stayed consistent, but it's gone through like three different stories. How many? How many? How many years have you been working on it? Four, four years now, which is. So you're a different. What problem is a different author is now writing the book? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, I think uh, it's it's been like because I don't know what I'm doing, but I think like the nobody people, knows what they're fucking doing. Exactly, man. the people I talk to, they are. Um, they say the same thing. So I think I've just gone, I feel in a lot of ways, I'm like, I started over completely besides the characters a year ago. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, so I think like, I would, I don't know. I, I, I love my characters. So I think that's a good, that's that, good. That, that's a good first, you know, step. And I, I think um, I really want this goddamn thing out there. You know, <laughs> I think it's, it's getting close no, to being it, like, it's, like being pregnant for four years but you're not an <laughs> exactly it's exactly rough. yeah um, what, what's what's the hold up is it just you got to work and do life and i think work marriage and, together and all that and yeah so i think life and i you know i i get a lot of work done in the summer i go i get i go through these good rhythms where i i'm writing a lot and then it kind of like it it dries up and then um and then I hate what I write oftentimes. And then I like, I, I can't I, listen. You can't listen to yourself, man. You just, you just keep going, out, right? It shouldn't be thrown out, you know, because you get bored with your own shit. You've read it so many fucking times. You start to doubt it, you know? Yeah. So what do you, what, what is your advice to, to me and anyone like, I, I don't give, this? Look, I'm not going to give advice because <laughs> I wouldn't wish my career on anyone. But, you know, I mean, the best definition of a novel I already heard and stop me if you're writing a novel, mm -hmm. it was Mailer who's fully canceled, but I'm going to mention him anyway. <laughs> he said it was like, you probably heard this, right? It's like driving at night. You see 20 feet ahead in your headlights and you get 20 feet, you see the next 20 feet. Right, right. So I don't do advice, but I might suggest that you just settle on it, admit to yourself it's not fucking perfect probably not even what you wanted to do, mm -hmm. but you know, the choice is to write something, to not write something perfect right. or write something imperfect, you know? And at some point it's got to let the fucker go because you're, you're going to kill yourself because of, you know, over judgment. Does that make sense? Oh, complete sense. And I think that's what, that's you know that's been the case. What other people? What other people tell you, man? I mean, I don't know. You know. Well, no, I think like um, I think the people like like Jonathan Ames told me like love love your characters. Bruce Wagner said the same. So these are like so so you Jonathan and Bruce are my three favorite living authors. Um, I and I like you you you're just you know you're the best as far as I'm concerned. So that's uh, very kind of you, man. No, it's and it's a 
it's the honest Bruce truth. Bruce went through a lot of shit with his last book, right? I mean, oh yeah, he's, I mean, it's on the, he put it out in the public domain, and um, I, I, I so respect him for that. Yeah, incredible, incredible. Anybody, you know, if you need to tell the story of that, but it's it's yeah. really remarkable. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and I think like um, they both told me just like you know, well, you you got to love your characters, you know, um, and then and the, I felt like that was some great advice and. Um, I think you got to stay surprised as well. Yeah. So I think one of my issues early on that I I think I got tripped up on was I made the mistake of reading too many of those uh, like how to books. Do you know what I mean? I think I think they kind of fucked up my head a bit about how to make money writing how to books. That's what it is. Right. Yeah. And it took me a while to figure that out. I'm like, I feel like such a fool, but no, don't uh, man. You, you yeah. know, you couldn't be here if you didn't go there. It's exactly. It exactly. So I think like I, mean, I had six unpublished books by the time I published one. Uh-huh. And I hadn't published a book until I was like, I think I was 39 or 40, you know? Right. Not for nothing. I don't yeah. know how old you are, but I mean that's just what it is. Yeah, you know? 40. I'm 40. I just turned 41. So perfect. Um, that's okay. That that makes me feel good too, because I do feel like I I've I've worked through a lot of the stuff um as far as like you know, oh, I'm too old. I'm not, but it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not. Um, but you just, you just remember Tennessee Williams, you know, he, that, that he would give his age and then say, wait a second, you're, you're four years younger. And it's, <laughs> I don't count the years I worked in a shoe store. You know? so, <laughs> that's a oh. uh, literary anecdote for you. I, I, that's great. Um, but yeah. So and, no, uh, what I'm saying is, fuck that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, and, you know, enough was about, that one with the Marguerite Young. There's some lady who didn't publish a book because she was 90. Yeah. Well, um, um, John Waters just put out his first novel, you know. Of course he did. Yeah. You know, 75 years old. So uh, that's incredible. So I think like the only reason I, I feel like I want to talk about this, you know, briefly is because so many people who um, who probably listen to this and people who've reached out to me, um, you know, they're, they're kind of in a similar um, boat as I am as far as like, you know, I think think if you're especially someone who has not who hasn't put out a book yet, um, you kind of just and I guess it's, you know, even if you have put out a book, you're just so in your head and so self-critical uh, and then it's easy to just, you know, completely shit on yourself. And you well, know. it's that that demon man of doubt that sits on your fucking shoulder. Kelly, mm-hmm. that's no good. You fucking, yeah. you know, just yammering in your head, man. Yeah. And, I mean, listen, I, I've been re- I, I could my first book I reject 27 times, but you know, there's two words, you know, you, you got to get kind of adolescent about it, you know, and, and like you got to get into the 16 year old head and those two magic words, fuck them, you know, <laughs> and, and just push forward and the voices in your head, you know, you just get like a, well, you know, teenagers, you know, it's sure. like you get rebellious. You just, yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I, I, my heart goes out because I, I, I so understand what you're up yeah. to. I mean, I, I didn't have the religious thing like you, but I mean, it's always something. Sure. Is that I what think, put in your head, the, the, the perfectionism? I think the, per, well, I think like the, the more I've analyzed it, I'm like, well, there's something like, kind of like, like I'm, I'm, I'm still going, I'm still writing it. I'm not giving up completely. Um, but just like, you know, your own worst enemy type thing, like, talk, like the talking to yourself and like, and then. Yeah, when, you got, it's, it's this weird duality, man. You got to create without thinking. Right. Sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. The more sense. you think, the less you're going to create, or the more you're going to, you know, tear down what you created. Right. And believe me, I, I, 
you know, I, I've been through all this shit. So sure. yeah. Just as, just as a science project, you should just <laughs> write one time and not, not, not read over it, not think about it. Hey, sorry about that, Jerry. Must have I got kicked off. What happened? I think. Well, I think I. So I had. I'm. We're on Zoom here, and um, something I said. Something said so they were like, "You, you, you guys have talked enough about this. It's time, time All to right, move, on. move on. Enough, enough with the writing shit. Enough does okay. enough of the writing Fair shit. Enough. Yeah. Um. No, but this is anyway, that. I was yeah. gonna say, just as a science project, just write and don't fucking go over what you wrote. Just move forward. I like that. I like that. I'll do it for sure. Yeah, yeah, and you want to take advice from me, so you know. <laughs> well, no, I lo I love your stuff. So, I, I I absolutely love your stuff, and um, but yeah, you don't give advice, but I, I will take some of the statements. Experience, man, it's just you know, I know all the ways there are to not write and talk out of yourself, you know, yourself out of it. Yeah, well, I think the the beautiful thing, I guess you could say, you know, the more people I talk to who have, you know, have you know books that I've that I've loved. Um, put out over the years like they it seems like a very you know different circumstances and different backgrounds but a very similar kind of self-loathing in a lot of ways mm. um for 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 writers and so that's um, your tribe the self-loathers and unfortunately i think so but you know i think you know that's i'll take it i'll take it better than nothing yeah <laughs> um everybody's good at something that's true uh well yeah they i mean okay so i did this is this book's you know it's it's an older book but like i said it's one of my favorites um like period like you know out of you know any book i've read in you know a long time but i fatty is is something i've come back to over and over again and i i think like for people who who haven't heard of this book so i think it came out in the early 2000s um i just want to make sure people are aware of it um and to you know to pick it up because it is like it's an incredible um story and just, you know fatty arbuckle um who you know i thought everyone knew but a lot of people you know don't don't know who the guy was and i mean if, if a film ever gets made of this i mean this would be like this it's an incredible story and the, the way you um the way you write it i mean it's just like i don't know it, it just gets so absorbed in this man's life and the, his struggle and um I've been thinking a lot about the book, you mm -hmm. know, today, especially like kind of like in the culture that we're living in, uh, you know, of cancel culture and and whatnot. It just kind of, it made me made me think of Fatty Arbuckle and kind yeah. of how even though he was exonerated and you know he um, didn't matter. It didn't matter. His career was was over. Um, Once you're tainted meat, man, you know, hard yeah. to be funny as a big fat man after you've been accused of uh, crushing a young woman to death, even. Yeah. Right. So I think like, um, you know, just briefly, maybe we could, I would live, I know we're, we're probably running out of time. Whatever you need, man. You okay. Know. Well, no, this is, this is wonderful. I would love to hear just about, um, and you write about it in the book at the beginning, but just kind of the background of how. Well, I'll, I'll uh, tell you exactly how it happened. If, if you're asking that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Way back when um, a friend of mine, the late, you know, Anthony Bourdain was doing a series of nonfiction books about, kind of oddball Americans, you know, uh, or iconic or little known. And um, he did Typhoid Mary, who oddly enough turned out to be a chef, not surprisingly. Uh, and I did 
fatty arbuckle. The problem being, well, was that a glass of milk? It's uh, it looks, <laughs> it's like a, it's a. Oh, I'm sorry, my mistake. No, 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 it's sparkling water or, or sparkling water. All right, water. either way, either way. <laughs> I, don't judge. Um, I was impressed either way. Uh, long story short, <laughs> I wrote it. It was supposed to be nonfiction, and it sounded like a fucking term paper. No knock on term papers, but it was boring. So, unbeknownst to the editors and the publishers, I decided to make this insane decision to make it kind of a fake memoir, you know. And because uh, I believe, I don't know about you, when I read something, I don't care about the content, you know, the descriptions. I, if I fall in love with a voice, I'll follow it fucking anywhere. Mm -hmm. yeah, and and I got his voice in my head. And since you mentioned the movie, um, like Philip Seymour Hoffman, mm -hmm. who was supposed to play Fatty, originally said, you know, man, this is a more honest memoir than your fucking, you know, Permanent Midnight, wow. your allegedly first memoir, because you can hide behind another character to talk about your own shame, you know, and uh, there's some to it. So that's the origin of the book wow. and how it how it ultimately took off as uh, a faux found book. Uh, that he was forced to write. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think I think especially with like these, and he he's one of the more more known, um, you know, individuals from the silent era. But there's still there's still so little on. Well, Ke there's a great book about Keaton that just came out. I yeah I um, and uh, I've heard of that. I haven't read like it yet. Remember the woman who wrote it, but it, she's a terrific writer, and I, I would recommend it if you like that period. The camera is it the cameraman something something along those lines yeah um memory I, did i yeah. mention memory issues i can't remember but i think, I think so. so i'll link it in our description here because i think uh i've heard really sure. amazing things he uh she was on she was on she was Mar on, Mar she was on yeah. mark maron's podcast yeah right? yeah mm -hmm. yeah um did you ever watch his show oh uh, all the yeah. time yeah well no I, the show yeah you wrote on hit on his show yeah i love um not the reason i mentioned i, I love the guy i, I think he's <laughs> I think he's as good as it gets right now, you know, and oh yeah. There's a guy who puts his heart out when he does podcasts and stuff. Yeah, he does. I saw him um I saw him last fall at the comedy store. Um and then oh. I, I saw him like right before that here at our local club in Salt Lake where he did his hour. And I I've seen him several times and I, I was like, he I think he's at the top of his game right now he's been through it man what yeah. he went through i wouldn't wish on anyone oh my god yeah with um yeah and here he is he's out yeah. he's like a road dog now he's traveling all over yeah yeah it's um yeah wonderful i think i'm gonna be down at a at largo for one of his um his music performances so the one the one in oh, june yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna be down for that yeah i'm really looking Fantastic, forward to that yeah. yeah yeah but no he's wonderful so hey i love his podcast he's a huge fan of Marin, but um, and I didn't realize you'd written on the show until. Um, and he's written a couple of great books. Jerusalem Syndrome. Yep. Hilarious. Yeah, I love them. Yep. Great love books. It. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you read it. Yeah. No, they're great. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. Yeah. Um, and it just like. Oh, my guys. My guys in, talking to me now. Join in. They're working <laughs> on books. All your dogs probably have novels. They're just trying to get out. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I should, okay. Let me ask you this. What. Um, I'm reading a really, I'm really liking this book and I'm going to have this guy on the podcast um, in the next few weeks or so. Uh, his name's Sean Thor Conroe and he wrote a book called Fuckboy. Um, 
I'm really loving that book right now. Is there anything that you are reading or have read recently that um, has really yeah, kind of I've been rereading. Uh, I've been rereading books by an old teacher of mine named Craig Nova, who I really love. Uh, I'm reading a book called The Informer right now. And he wrote a book called, his first book was called The Geek. And uh, I'm listening to kind of a, an oddball, fascinating book by Rebecca Solnit about walking which shoot me in the face if I can remember what it is, but the title is. Um, so yeah, man, I'm always, you know, I'm always trying to, by process of osmosis, you know, mm -hmm. just hopefully read something that'll, you know, up my own meager ability to get shit on the page, you know? Yeah. No, I, I love that. I think like, um, I just, I, boy, though, that's, I, I like, I mean, that sounds, dare I ask, I mean, is it? Oh, um, What's it? A, hold on one second. I got it right here. Um, I don't know if, can, I don't know if it's too bright. So. No, no, I get it. I can see it. Okay. Um, yeah, it came out, I think just a pretty recent, it came out this year. Um, and it's just kind of like, a, it's not, it's not exactly what I thought. Like the, the title fuck boy kind of like brings an image, uh, to mind but he's just you know it's just a a guy he's a he's a writer um and he's just kind of like bouncing around the country and he's you know you know i don't want to say it's like a, a journal but there's not like there's not an explicit like a plot or storyline it's just kind of him it's uh, life it's life and it's like i think it you know it's really well done um but yeah that's one that's really been sticking with me and i'm really excited um to talk to him and you know yeah see, I, I would recommend i just read two books by sigrid nunez too i think she won the nobel prize or the national book award or something for two books ago and and new one's called what are you going through not something i would have thought i liked but i love okay daughter turned me on too so but fuck boy i'm in that yeah no it's great i'll um I'll um I'll have to send you the link when is I talk he, to him. Is he a guy in his twenties or thirties? Or I think he just turned thirty, so he's about ten, right. yeah ten years younger than I am. Um, don't don't go there, man. Doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, don't even. I mean, I understand. Look, you know, I mean, it's the comparing, right? It's like how I'm closer how to dead than forty right now. So you know, <laughs> I, I, I feel your pain. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um. And then I want to share two more books. I know. Please. Sorry. Okay. I, I literally wrote that down. So thank you. Okay. So and I, I can thank um, Jonathan Ames for, for this, you know, for Donald, Donald Westlake, but um, I just got this. Oh, of course. The yeah, Parker so novels. The right? Parker novels. Yeah. So this is one. Yeah. Um, he and out. I are obsessed about those. Oh, those are, yeah. He turned me on to those. So I'm like, I'm really early on in the series i think i have only three in but i'm loving yeah. it. um this one's really good it's under his real name uh it's called somebody owes me money and um mm -hmm. hard case crime is that a parker it. novel that's not a parker no. novel right? no yeah. i think it's just a standalone but um i had the i was listening to the audiobook um it was part of the subscription on on audible and i was like i really like the story so i, I stopped listening to it because i'm like i want to actually see it on page and read it nice. so just yeah, got this yeah. in the mail um and then your your new book kind of inspired me to <laughs> pick up this this beast um wow it's uh it just came yeah. out this year it's just called hitler and stalin by lawrence reese um i haven't even cracked it open 
but I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I have so many Nazi books. If I keeled over right now <laughs> and the fucking paramedics came in, and this guy was some kind of fucking freak. You know, where's where's the uniform? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, you know, I immersed myself in them, and then I'd use like three lines from a fucking six hundred page book. Right. But you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> um. Well, no, I think it's something. I used to teach world history, uh, and it is something. You can just go, you, you can never. It's a rabbit hole, man. It's a rabbit hole. You can never very get out of it. Very beastly rabbit. And yeah. I love, I love the, like the memoirs by like, I was Hitler's valet. And they're all these <laughs> like, you know, he loved sweets. You know, he was, <laughs> he was nice to his dog. You know, it's just like, they're all very self. They're, they're just like, they're all victims. Right. You know what I mean? They're all misunderstood. You know? <laughs> so that's kind of great. Yeah, definitely a rabbit hole. Um, yeah, so I think like I love talking. Any to... more recommends, man? I'm in. I mean, I love yeah. All I'll have to send you. I'll, I'll You're an you... eclectic writer. I mean, do you? Do you? Uh, I mean, like I, I always think of. I used to have a podcast. I never even. I never even put them up. I just thought. Oh really? We're doing this. This is like years ago. I happened to be subbing for a guy at a radio station on the uh-huh. ship, and and somebody there said you should do it. But then I just thought. Maybe it's because I'm friends with Marin. You know, it's like, I, what's what's the fucking point? You know what I mean? No, so, I, yeah, oh I man, I would love. I think I'm going to play guitar. You know, it's like I, I just <laughs> I couldn't do it. I would you know? love if you if you had a podcast. I think that that is it's one the I same would. thing that about the shame on the page. You know, I just thought I can't. Well, you know, I I will say this. So I this this thing that I'm I doing. I don't want to have like 13 fucking you know followers. You know, I, I'm I'm it'll kill me. They're loyal. They're they're loyal followers. They're a good 13. Yeah, <laughs> they're a good 13. Um, For well, my thing see, there's 10 you don't just like mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My thing here started just as um I would I go up to Sundance every year because I live I live right here so I go to Sundance. Wow. And, and I go I go there. I've gone there you know every year for 20 years at least, and um. As just as to, you can do that, you can just get in and hang and see movies. I so I would always just buy, you know, I'd buy, I'd plan ahead, buy, you, you can get like local tickets that are a little, um, you get, you get, um, kind of an advance notice and you get to buy certain ones. So I would always go, I'd, I'd go see a few films. Um, and they even show some down here in Salt, it's expanded so much, they show films down here in Salt no Lake. Kidding. Yeah. So it's, it's gotten so much bigger. So I've always, I've seen it, which has been kind of cool. I've seen it grow since like the, I would say mid late 90s. Um, and then the last few years, I've just been, um, I started a website because I just like talk, initially started to just talking to filmmakers and writer directors specifically. And then, um, so I'd been doing that, you know, for, for a few years and, um, and that you was nice. talk to my friend, Jeff Furtzeg, who won at Sundance a couple of years ago for the devil at Daniel Johnson. And he's got a I, very cool new movie coming out that he's working on. Okay. Um, and I, you know that's a wonderful movie and he didn't did he do the um jt Leroy? yes he did too? okay and that we, was we collaborated on world collaborators uh we did a movie that was originally called the bayonne bleeder about the boxer chuck wetner that got taken out of our hands and renamed very catchily chuck chuck uh <laughs> <laughs> which, which he was supposed to direct but good but anyway very no, knowledgeable fellow and i oh, think i would he, love to talk i would love to talk to him yeah that would be that would be great um but i just wanted to say like but but you're so right here's me giving a pep talk now um i was yeah, like i i will know. never do a podcast never do a podcast there's too many podcasts like that's all we that's all we need is another podcast 
And then right at the height of the, the pandemic, I was just getting yeah. lonely. I was getting lonely. I understand. And, um, like and having I'm, friends. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I like to be alone, but I think I realized how like you need some of it. Do you know what I mean? Even if you, even if you're just kind of a solitary Listen, man, dude. It, it, it's crazy making and crazy is good, but it'll kill you. So, yeah. So that's how the, the podcast started. It was for like a. So how, do, how do you get on Apple? How does that work? So you just got, yeah, no, you just got to get, um, you find like I use a, I use a platform called anchor. Um, and then you just upload your, your link to that. You upload your MP3 file or whatever, and you write up a little description and then they link it to all the different platforms. So I just send it up. I just send it to them. Do you pay them? This one's free. So this one, mm -hmm. there's pay, there's paid versions, but what do you get uh, when you pay that you don't get when it's free? Um, I don't know if they, they probably do some, like they do some advertisement, um, for you, things like that. So this was just kind of like a slow burn process. Um, yeah. so I'll, I'll probably like upgrade it. it. So, yeah. I'll upgrade at some point. This is, I think we're episode 60 right here, you and me. Um, but yeah, so it, it just shoots it out to every, every platform. I, I can say I knew you when. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, oh man, you should do a podcast, if, especially yeah, if you I haven't recorded. Should do, man. Everybody should do one. Even for your own, just your, you know, it's like a free therapy in a way. Uh, <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. Yeah. No, everybody could use free therapy too. That's sure. for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's what writing is sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Dirty absolutely. little secret, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, great. Make so I, I do off my insanity. Yes. <laughs> I do want to money. Most, most cases. <laughs> I do want to mention the events. So this, like I said, this is posting on, um, July 5th, the book nine, nine, nine German, uh, comes out that day and you're doing um an event with jonathan ames at stories books oh, if, 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 if you post this sooner mm -hmm. i'm doing an event june 12th at the 92nd street y in new york city with ben stiller interviewing me about the book but i don't know if you want to post that earlier you know oh yes that's that's july that's june so it's a little confusing okay gotcha. the only time he was available and how can you pass that sure okay no i will definitely let's do that i think that's that's june 12th perfect so, and that's that's still pretty close to when the book comes out so to yeah get whatever, whatever. Kind of prepped. it's your podcast i'm just <laughs> appreciative that you're interested in your name and dates so thank you. well i want people to buy the book i mean i think it's i think it's a wonderful um read and like i said it has you know there there's so much like darkness and heavy heavy topics but it like it's funny as hell. oh yeah i think I, la I laughed out loud i'm reading it in bed with my dogs and um, nice. And I kept running to my wife, which I never do with books. I kept running. I'm like, oh, you got to read this paragraph. You got to read this. So um, and you're still married. So and I'm still married. So she yeah. knows my sense of humor. And she knows. <laughs> um, yeah, she's very supportive. So she was like, yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. What does she, what is, uh, what does she do? So right now she's just a dog mom. So she, you know, I've, I've been hey, able not, to forget that just, man, just. that ain't nothing. <laughs> Don't uh, don't sell her down. Well, and we yeah, and we did so we did buy a house a couple of years ago here in Salt Lake, and, and and it's you know it's definitely I had one of those fix, once. <laughs> fix her up or so. That's her mm -hmm. thing. She's doing her garden thing right now. Oh, fantastic, and, you know, man! That's great. She's busy, so she's a yeah, great great woman. Um, what does she read? Is she a reader? She she reads very different things than I do. So cool. she's so um, and it's great, you know. So we have like um, she. She likes a lot of spy novels. That's her, nice. that's her thing. So nice. Um, yeah. Okay. 
there's no no dearth of those man yeah so i think um i always mess up the how you say his name but he uh, you know he died he didn't die too long. yep yep lakari so she i don't know if it's lakari or lakar yeah so. she always says yeah i have no idea either but we so she just got his last book that came out after he died and um she's been she's been reading that that's her her latest read but she seems to enjoy to be enjoying it he's great yeah 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 wonderful guy um well jerry thank you i mean i could go on and on and on but um i'll just have to have you on again one of these days because this was a my lot of fun. pleasure man and yeah. uh you know things ever get fucked up with the book you got my number man you know I, yes oh man i'll take you up on that but yeah free, I, bad advice. <laughs> free bad advice i love it jerry Stahl. thank you um so much for everything this has been like i said a treat talking to you and um the new book everybody pick it out pick it up um i'll have links for everything in the description here um yeah this has been in a the blast. meantime we're going to be waiting for the carmine garter am i right the carmine garter you got it yeah that's cool. that's so awesome hearing it um hearing it out of your out of your mouth so thank you so much thank you man take okay. care of yourself. you too bye bye bye